Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering the daily football team in the Houston Texans every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, you're a Locked On Texans football analyst. Huge show for today. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network will be stopping by to discuss the press conference from Friday, as we saw David Cully introduced to the media as the new head coach. Also, how Deshaun Watson really feels. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and hop right into it. Welcome to the Locked On Texans podcast, Ian Rappaport. And listeners, if you do not know, and even if you do know, Ian Rappaport is an NFL Network insider, and you can follow him on Twitter at RapSheet. NFL Network provides more than 70 hours of live Super Bowl week coverage beginning Monday, February 1st. Without further ado, welcome to the Locked On Texans podcast, Ian Rappaport. We're happy to have you. What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing all right, Ian. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Happy to have you on. It's been it's been a week. It's been a month. It's been it's been a little busy. I'm hanging in there. It's been crazy for all three of us. I know you on the national media side with the NFL and in general, but us here in Houston, we have a lot of issues, and that's what we're going to discuss today. Uh, first and foremost, Cody's going to get everything kicked off with the first question. Yes, sir. Ian, Deshaun Watson has officially asked out of Houston. How many teams have already started calling the Texans about Watson services, and which team do you know have already made an offer? Uh, well, first of all, from what I understand, more than half the teams have called the Houston Texans about Deshaun Watson. As far as actual offers, um, I don't think it's gotten to that point. That's not my understanding. My understanding is they've called and Nick Casario, the general manager, um, has essentially not taken the call or told them that he's not interested in talking. I do not get the sense at all that Casario has entertained these offers or engaged or fired back or anything like that. It's basically at the point where teams are calling um, and you know he has basically – not been interested in discussing them because as he said at the press conference on Friday, his hope, his belief is that Deshaun Watson is a member of the Texans and he has zero interest in trading. And, you know, Houston media really didn't get a lot of knowledge about David Cully at the Friday's press conference, but what about his 26 years in the NFL? Did Houston like enough to sign into a five-year deal? Yeah. I mean, David Cole is a really interesting choice. Uh, he, he's not a coordinator. He's never been a coordinator to my knowledge. He's only worked with the quarterbacks a couple of years. He is 65 years old. So he's taken a long time to get to this point. However, you know, I remember talking to John Harbaugh a couple of years ago. The reason I, I even really heard about David Cole was a couple of years ago talking to John Harbaugh. And I was saying like, you know, who on your staff do I need to know as far as being a future head coach? First person he said was David Cole. He's a great person. He's a great leader. He connects with players in a way that most people don't. Um, he is someone who can lead, can stand up in front of the room and lead and get players to buy in. Um, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years as far as just the, the head coaching and process and all of that. And I'm still not sure if there's a correlation between great coordinator and great head coach. I mean, I know that's where most head coaches come from, being coordinators. I just don't know that it actually matters, right? Like Dan Campbell was a tight ends coach. He could be good for the Lions. He could lead and be good. Does it matter that he wasn't a coordinator? 
I, I don't I don't know. Um, Andy Reid wasn't a coordinator before he was hired. He worked out okay uh, in Philadelphia and then Kansas City. So I don't know that it's prerequisite you have to be a coordinator, nor that I do I really think it matters. Most important thing is, can you lead an organization? And that is now David Culley's charge. And when you mentioned the word lead, uh, while that helped Cully get the job in Houston, Eric Bieniemy, however, who has been praised around the league, also part of that Andy Reid coaching staff, uh, he was passed over for the same position. Why did Houston ultimately pass upon him hiring to be the next head coach? Yeah, I think with Eric Bieniemy, you know, he had his first interview, was not invited back for a second interview. Uh, the only finalists were, well, it was Leslie Frazier and David Cully, and then Jim Caldwell also met with them a second time, but you know, he had not met with Casario the first time. So, you know, I'm not sure if that's really a second interview or not, but basically the finalists were Leslie Frazier and David Cullen. Um, Eric Bieniemy has interviewed for, I believe, 13 jobs now or more. He's had a lot of opportunity. Um, he's had a lot of interviews and he has not gotten a job. And I don't know what's going on inside those interviews that has led people to not hire him. Maybe it's, you know, the process of interviewing. Maybe it just hasn't been the right fit. You know, I've talked to many owners about the interviews they've done. I have yet to get satisfactory intel on why Eric Bieniemy does not have a job. Um, I would like to know. I, I wish he did have one. Um, I think he deserves it. You know, there is also a history of longtime coordinators who've waited forever to get head coaching jobs and eventually get them like Bruce Arians or Mike Zimmer or Vic Fangio. I hope that Eric Bieniemy is among that group. And we know you're a busy man, so this is the last question that we're going to let you go. As you just referred to, the Texans just held a press conference at the time of this recording, and it appears that they remain confident that they can fix things with Deshaun Watson. And from what you are hearing, is there any chance that the Texans can salvage their relationship with Watson? Well, I, I would never say never. Um, I would definitely never say never. Um, it's an uphill battle. I mean, he is very upset. And, you know, there's a plus side and then there's the minus side. The plus side is he is not upset with Nick Casario. He is not upset with David Culley. In fact, Deshaun Watson's anger and frustration with the Texans has nothing to do with David Culley and Nick Casario. It has to do with the process by which Casario was hired. Um, he wasn't involved in it. Deshaun wanted to be involved. It has nothing to do with the hire of David Culley. It has to do with the process. They did not talk to Robert Sala who Deshaun Watson wanted them to talk to. They did not talk to Eric Bieniemy until later in the process. That was frustrating. So it doesn't have to do with the two main people in charge. That's the good news. The bad news is it has to do with the owner and the owner is not going anywhere. You don't fire an owner uh, and he's not selling the team. So it's in a, in a way it's good that it's not Nick Casario he's upset with, not David Coley he's upset with. On the other hand, when you're upset with an owner, that is very deep seated. Um, and can that be improved upon? Um, maybe, maybe, but they got a long way to go. And I know it's something that is, there's no more important task for the Houston Texans um, than trying to make sure that Deshaun Watson stays with the Houston Texans. If they have to trade him, they're going to get a huge, they're going to get a lot. They're going to get probably more than any trade in NFL history, but they don't want to do that. Thank you so much, Ian, for stopping by here on Locked On Texans. Once again, where can the listeners follow you at on Twitter? And I'm pretty sure they're already following you, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> I hope they, they better be. They better be. At Rap Shoot on Twitter and Instagram, on NFL Network, 
all week and I'll be in Tampa and uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty more on this going forward. Thanks, Thanks Ian. Much, it's been Ian. a pleasure. Take care, guys. Thank you. Ian Rappaport has you covered on the NFL national and local media side, but TurboTax has you covered with your taxes. You're one of a kind and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you like to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert while you perfect your banana bread pudding. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let the expert do the filing for you, TurboTax experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that your one-of-a-kind taxes are done correctly. Intuit TurboTax Live. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Cody Davis Johnson, Sports Guy Hickman. Once again, that was Ian Rappaport, National NFL Insider for NFL Network. John and listeners, you heard him say it. It's not that Deshaun Watson is mad about the hiring of David Cully, nor is he mad and upset about the hiring of Nick Castillo. The people that he's mad at is ownership, and it's, and it's going to be up to ownership to see if they can fix the relationship between them and Watson. And like Rappaport just said, ownership is not going to fire themselves. What is there left to do? Absolutely. So the situation we're finding ourselves in is Casario coming into this job, being a professional, uh, taking his time throughout his, uh, the, the coaching search. And he landed somebody that I think I mean, I'm really indifferent on what I'm about to say. I think he landed somebody that I think really still came from Jack's point of view. Um, but you're seeing him keeping it professional. Uh, however, the villain, as Ian you know, reported, the villain or the person that is being disliked right now that is, that is really the reason Watson... Uh, and his relationship with Houston and moving forward, the future is up in the air. It's Cal and Jack, and neither one of them were available for uh, interviews on Friday. Outside of Cal releasing some video in a room with no lock windows, it was locked doors. But we're finding ourselves in a position where the GM and the head coach are really going to go through some growing pains together because of the two men that eventually brought them in. And, and I think that's worth noting. So don't take out, don't take the energy out on Nick Casario. Don't take the energy out on newly hired David Cully. Uh, it's not their fault. But as my dad used to say, it may not be your fault, but it's your problem that they're going to have to deal with. But it was good that Ian highlighted the fact that uh, the issues are not with those two men. The issues are with the men that's been around the last two years. And when you look at Cal McNair longer than that, they have constantly been the friction in this front office and in this organization. 
And John, I'm glad you asked that question about David Cully because I know you was really big on trying to find what is his coaching philosophy. And after that embarrassing introduction that the Houston Texans gave on Friday, Cully's coaching philosophy is a little bit more in question than it was before. However, I did like the fact that Ian Rappaport pointed out that he does not think there is a direct correlation between a great coordinator and a great head coach. And he went on to use Andy Reid as an example, who David Cully actually had the opportunity to coach under in Philadelphia for many years. Yeah, but here's the thing with me, man. I am uh, I'm concerned about Cully is a receiver coach, right? That's, that's mainly what his job has been. And we can, you know, immediately our mind will take us to the Baltimore Ravens and how they have been you know, the least effective passing unit in the NFL within the last two years. And so you ask yourself, okay, what is he doing in, in, in Baltimore? But then you can immediately say, hey, well, I mean, he doesn't have Lamar Jackson as his quarterback. And although he's a good quarterback, uh, his strong suit is running the ball, not necessarily throwing it down the field. But remember, John, that that's Baltimore philosophy anyways, is to run the ball. Right. And so that takes me to 2014. Right. Let's take it back. Let's take it back seven years. In 2014, the Chiefs wide receivers did not score a single touchdown the entire season. Texas new head coach David Culley was the receiver coach for that team. And that team also had Dwayne Bowe, who was a very good receiver in the NFL at the time. So those are the thoughts that are alarming to me. Like I can look at Baltimore and I can understand that your ground and pound has been what you've been, your identity for a very long time, right? But then let's go to the Kansas City Chiefs, who, yeah, they had Jamal Charles at that time, who's a very good running back. Uh, You know, I I thought he would have been a Hall of Famer if it wasn't due to injuries and other things, but no receiver scored a touchdown that year. But, John, as I alluded to earlier last week, David Culley is part of the reason why we saw Deshaun Jackson become an all-pro receiver. And once again, Marquise Brown is actually on record by saying that David Culley is part of the reason why he was able to find success early on in his career. So let's not forget about that as well. I mean, listen, an entire year where no receiver on your team scores a touchdown is a huge problem. And Houston has a huge problem, but the press conference was this past Friday. We've heard from Ian. We've had our discussion. However, we need to talk about the press conference. And shout out to, you know, Big Sarge on Twitter. He made an amazing comparison between Cully and Herm Edwards. You you would have to know exactly what he's talking about to understand where he's coming from. However, the press conference, ladies and gentlemen, did it win you over? Was it enough? And what are your thoughts moving forward uh, as the season, the offseason season? really starts to kick off kick off your monday this week as a matter of fact with bill bar the delicious bar ever protein has everything you need with amazing flavors like caramel brownies cookies and cream and lemon almond cheesecake along with the original flavors of peanut butter brownie and more the bars are covered in 100 chocolate they're soft and easy to chew bill bar is great for the health conscious guy you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat the bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Great for a keto diet. Free cooler with purchase while supplies last. So go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BillBar.com. After you go to BillBar.com, go right over to BetOnline.ag, the only place that has you covered and the one place we trust, BetOnline.ag. 
Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. The Super Bowl is literally a week away. Make you some extra money. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hi, Coach. My name is Melissa, and on hey, behalf- Melissa. Hi, on behalf of the Texans season ticket holders, my question is, last season was tough and there's been a lot of talk circulating around the Texans recently. The fan base would like to hear some positive news. What are a few optimistic reasons why you are excited about our future? Well, first of all, let me go back to why I'm here, the McNair family. That's the first thing. The second thing is why I feel that way is the general manager here, Nick. Been there, done that. I've known Nick for 20 years. He knows what it's all about in this league. We know it's a bottom line business. We know it's about winning. When the McNair family brought Nick in to be the general manager of this organization, I knew then that anybody that was in the position that to be the head coach of the Houston Texans were going to have an opportunity to do the things that I just mentioned earlier about our goals about winning a, winning a Super Bowl being your first goal. But to win a Super Bowl, you got to win your division. you got to win your next game. And I can assure you that right now with me being here, with what's in place with this family and Nick and everybody involved in this organization, we are going to do everything possible. Every day we wa- I walk in this building, every day you walk out of this building, it's going to be about and it's going to be for the Houston Texans. And if you can't get excited about that and you don't believe that right there, we will show you. Poor Melissa. Do you really think out of all the nonsense that's going on with this organization, she wants to she wants to hear positive feedback from David Cully? You know, I don't care what Melissa thought, but I thought it was interesting that we heard from Melissa, a fan, before we heard from Jack Easterby. Out of the 74, 75 people who was on the Zoom call, by the time the Texans PR department called on Melissa to end the question, there was about, let's say, about 25 to 30 people with their hands raised with important questions. Local media like myself, national reporters, and Melissa got the final say-so. I think that's where we are right now in the organization, though, right? I mean, we still haven't heard from Jack Easterby. Reporters who are, you know, passionate uh, professionals, journalists who are prepared to let's get behind what's going on right now. Yeah, we see David Cully, but Nick and Cully has to understand we're going to be asking questions all year. Let's get started right now. But uh, that poor fan was the last one we heard from, uh, from that press conference, but I'm going to be honest, brutally honest. David Cully can be a nice guy. Uh, but I, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. I didn't, I didn't buy that he was prepared. Uh, I, I did not buy that he will be prepared. I did not buy that overall the Texans made the right choice. And I want to add this. So I have a source close to the situation that's going on in the organization. Sources inform me that reportedly Jack Easterby was screaming at Nick Casario when he was informed of the Eric Bieniemy interview, you, you're you're screaming at one coach who's well qualified. Like he's one of those guys that 
at this point in time, the Texans are a serving position and you have a master's degree and they look dead, look you in your eye and say, you know what? We can't hire you. You're too qualified. That's what Eric Bieniemy is right now for this NFL head coaching position, right? And reportedly, he, Nick Casario was being screamed at by Jack Eastby because of that interview. But yeah, we ended up with David Cully. And so just like I'm not sold on, I've never been sold on a chaplain running an NFL organization. I was nowhere near sold on David Cully. Now, he can prove me wrong. We'll see. And I, I hope they understand that Nick Casario started their press conference off with Washington isn't going anywhere. We just saw Matthew Stafford get traded to the L.A. Rams. And the L.A. Rams gave up three first-round picks. I got to tell you, as much as I want Deshaun Watson here in Houston, understand this. You would do yourself a disservice if you didn't understand what the market is right now. And after that press conference, it makes more sense than ever. Then trade Deshaun Watson, get what you can back, right? And fans out there that listen to the show, Deshaun is not a quitter. And I wish you guys knew what was going on behind the scenes. However, that man is not a quitter. If he was a quitter, he would have never signed that contract. He signed that contract because he wanted to be in Houston on good faith that they would do what they needed to do. But as we saw from their press conference, all of that energy, all of that beating on the table, the real questions were never asked. What are you going to do with this roster? How do you intend to improve this roster with the lack of draft capital that you currently have, with the lack of cap capital that you have? It's bad. And that press conference made the situation worse in my eyes. The excitement behind uh, the energy, and I, and I don't, I don't, everything that he was saying to me was 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 something that you'd want and excuse where I'm coming from upon to say. And I think that's what we have right here. That was a terrible press conference this past Friday and, and no disrespect to David Cutler. And I believe he's an amazing guy in 2014, no wide receiver for the Kansas city chiefs quarter touchdown. And I think that speaks volumes to a wide receiver coach. Who's never been a coordinator, finally get a head coaching job, which I'm happy for him for. But what does that mean for this Houston Texan team as your next head coach? Will he play out that five-year contract? Absolutely not. Going back to the Jack Easterby thing, it's funny that you you brought that up about the situation of him screaming at Nick after he found out that Eric Enemy had an interview. My main question, possibly my only question that I wanted to ask was, how involved was Jack Easterby in this hiring process of David Cully? That's what I wanted to ask. But when I take a look at this press conference on Friday, it was just a, it was just a clown show. I do want to point out, Nick, you brought up the possibility of Deshaun Watson being moved. Like you, like you said, we just saw what Mac, Matthew Stafford went to Los Angeles for. Nick said something that really caught my attention. And I want to focus in on that a little bit. When he was asked about the possibility of fixing the relationship with, Sean, with Deshaun Watson, we all know that he said that they have no interest in trading Deshaun. And later on, he followed that up by saying the best way to handle this situation with Deshaun is to be honest and to communicate. However, John, <laughs> I don't know if Nick fails to realize that this is the main reason why Deshaun Watson is pissed off and he's ready to leave. His solutions cannot work because his two bosses, which is Jack Easterby and Cal McNair, already screwed that up for him. And 
as much as I love Deshaun being here, as much as I want to see Deshaun Watson continue his career in Houston, at the end of the day, it's what's best for both parties. Because think about it, John. If Deshaun Watson stays here in Houston, you don't have any draft capital. You don't have any um, money to spend in free agency. How are you going to win with Deshaun? That's the problem. So that, that press conference, I guess the best case scenario Maybe it didn't piss Deshaun Watson off as he as much as he already is now. I'm not sure, but I, I definitely believe Houston uh, should should move on from him, grant him what he wants. And before we get out of here today, Deshaun can get fined ninety five thousand dollars, actually closer to ninety six thousand dollars for missing minicamp. The Texans can also find him fifty thousand dollars per day for each day of training camp missed, plus one week salary. $620,000 for each preseason game he missed. If he retires, which I doubt he will, the Texans can collect $21.6 million. So I'm get, I'm just putting those numbers out there so you understand the magnitude of if he wants to play the waiting game, which I think Houston just shouldn't go through that process. Understanding where they are right now, understanding Nick Casario coming into this situation, and it, it sucks for – I mean, it sucks for Cully. It sucks for Casario, just like it sucks for Anthony Weaver, right? It, I mean, you're coming into a situation where you're trying to do your job, but you're being either handcuffed or things that happen before you are playing into your success here. And it, and, it, and it definitely sucks. However, to the press conference, which was terrible, the press conference lasted 33 minutes. Cully and Nick Casario took questions for 24 minutes. 12 questions were asked by 12 different people, including Melissa, who was invited by the team. And, and again, Jack Easterby's name was never brought up. That's where we are right now. And I'm, I'm also going to give you guys something else where the Texans are right now. We're going to discuss this throughout the week. Over half of the team currently wants out, including Will Fuller. Players feel there's a form of racism in the building that they just cannot stand to be around, which plays a huge factor into why Kenny Stills is no longer with the team. Remember, he was released. Um, there's a lot going on with this team right now, but a source close to the situation, very close to the situation, has informed me that around half of the team wants to be off of this roster, out of this franchise. Um, but I will say this. I guess a good thing that came out of it after David Culley's press conference, linebacker Terrell Adams and wide receiver Brandon Cooks uh, were thrilled to get started. So uh, speaking with a couple of people about that. Uh, however, two guys compared to over half of the team roughly wanting out the Houston Texans. I put it like this, a saying that we've heard for many years, decades. Houston, we have a problem. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Thank you for checking out Locked On Texans. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. If you want to talk Texans, have some good conversation about football, sports, the NFL, NBA, just sports in general. And come on, let's talk movies. I love movies, music and movies. I do it all. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.
You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.